misses. Brock isn't dead. It's just sleuthing. With your host, Willie Whitebread, and Mark Audio Slave Stewart. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rock Isn't Dead. It's just sleeping with me, Willie Whitebread. And Mark the Audio Slave. And back again as a new and permanent member of our tribe, Delta Drew Pearson. He's back with us, and we've been on a little bit of a hiatus due to the holidays. I'm sure all of you have been on a hiatus as well. From Merry Festivus. Yeah, from... Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Happy Winter Solstice, all that happy shit. Um, So I'm sure everybody's been on a little bit of a hiatus from something, from sobriety, from, you know, your waistlines and jobs, everything else. We all have our our vices during the holidays. (laughs) Yeah. So what are we back to talk about today, fellers? Today we're going to go delving head delving first head first into the topic of the old the old festival at Rome, New York. Yeah, the it old was, Woodstock '99. Uh, the '99 Woodstock. Something I wish I was at. Kind of fitting because okay, so Bad one. I was thinking this is kind of fitting because we are kind of going into a new decade right now, being 2019. Yeah. So it's only fitting to be our last show of 2019 to have a show. Of the previous decade. Here, here. The 99. Here, here. Didn't they just cancel the one from 2019, by the way? What's that? I hope so. Woodstock? They had one? They, they, yeah. Oh, they, yeah, they oh, had one they, planned. They, oh. They canceled it. Wasn't that uh, because they, had, they were the same promoters from the Firefest? <laughs> <laughs> no. Ja Rule was up there promoting it. I think it, I think it was because uh, just the ticket sales and, and oh, I think the promoters were, were, were fucking retarded. Gee, I wonder why. And also the lineup sucked llama dicks. It did. <laughs> it was like, what, Post Malone and like Carlos Santana's daughter or something Jay-Z, stupid? Jay-Z, I think, was on there. Jay-Z. AKA yeah, every, we're done. every other festival. Yeah, America. we're done. Oh, yeah. Jay-Z. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Fucking Woodstock. Yeah, at Woodstock. Yeah. So Fuck not a lot of people kind of realize that Woodstock 99 was uh, the post Woodstock '94? Yep. So, post Woodstock '94. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's probably a lot of cats out there, who, especially you millennial cats, who don't realize that there was a Woodstock '94. <laughs> hey, maybe you guys don't even realize that there was a Woodstock '99. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, not. I mean, but now you get the two. Maybe not. There's a two for going on. And, right here. and YouTube actually, if you ever, uh, if you're curious about the set list or what they played or what went on at Woodstock '99, they have full documentaries on Woodstock '99 on YouTube, and they have every single band that plays set list. They yeah. have videos from there because MTV, the the budding MTV that just then came into the prime in the late 90s, uh, they just built up momentum. And MTV is like this music superpower of the television networks right now. Uh, they were all live on scene filming this fucking day of love and these days of happiness. No, they were filming this fucking chaos yeah. that was Woodstock well, no, no, I think it was MTV2. MTV really didn't have I think it was MTV2, right? During was 90, it? No, 99. It probably was both. <laughs> was it? It was, was probably MTV3. Listen, listen, it was probably... Honestly, it was probably MTV One was kind of doing highlights and stuff, and they were still doing the news, you know, and it was all three, that. Fuck it. But then MTV Two was kind of there. You know, that was yeah. that, that was that was the only thing. They it was MTV Viva La Bam edition. They had the people. They had the troops on the ground. Their reporters were on the ground the entire time until that infamous, you know, Saturday Night Limp Biscuit set. Yeah, and then they pulled them. So. 
Okay, so let's back up. We'll 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 set yeah, the we'll, scene here a little let's bit. Back up. So the first Woodstock was in '69. Um, obviously, everybody peace, knows that Woodstock. Peace, love, and granola. Peace, love, and granola. And that that festival in and of itself was a shit show but the time in that era like the mindset in that era was good for that kind of shit show oh yeah right because everybody was so helpful everybody was about like okay how can we help this and guys we're getting the national guard in here to bring some water just hang tight and everyone was like yeah man far out we're just gonna hang tight we're just gonna sit here and smoke our shitty weed and yeah be be ready for it we're gonna hang out so it was a perfect atmosphere because you know every decade music brings about a a different atmosphere and a different, I would say, clientele, right? A different attitude in right, music. Right. And the the main difference, the main difference other than three decades between 69 Woodstock and 99 Woodstock is Woodstock 99 was the budding of the hard rock stuff. Like the hard new metal, I would new say. Metal, absolutely. It was the budding of new metal. And so when you're going to have a magnitude of that many people, say 400,000, right? Which you, is... Big crowd. Insane. How many people were at the original? Do you know that? I do not know. I think it was around the same. Really? Because like we were talking earlier, I've been to a a festival where where there was 100,000 people, and that was the the max cap that they had for that fest, and that's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. I can only imagine four times the amount of people. I mean, my, you know, I don't know if if your parents went or your parents went to Woodstock, but my mom went to Woodstock and she said she got there on Friday and she didn't get in until Saturday. Yeah. 500,000 people at Woodstock 69. Yeah. Because, because of the amount of cars and everything that were, they were waiting in line. Right. And so, and so with Woodstock 69, you didn't have very, they had some pseudo barricades because they ran out of time. You know, they're building up. They were building up. Everything was, was so rushed, right? Woodstock 99 wasn't that way. Um, they had built barricades because in, in the 69 one, people were just walking in without tickets. I mean, you got to think of the era too, man. I mean, the, the mentality was way different from absolutely to 99. Absolutely. You know, people were very like when the announcer would come on stage and say, Hey guys, so, um, Brenda, your dad's been wondering where you are. If you could go ahead and try and call him, that'd be <laughs> yeah. far out. Yeah. And, and now greetings Clearwater Revival. Well, yeah, and now here's Carlos Santana, man. Give him a big hand. <laughs> yeah. You know? But at Woodstock 99, they had email tents. Well, they only had, like, what, one main stage, right, at Woodstock. I mean, they didn't mm-hmm. have multiple stages like we do right. in, in current festivals. They were like, playing all I night mean, long. Exactly. Like, CC, right. I think CCR did go on at, like, 3 o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, morning. Yep. On, on, on in the Woodstock era. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and so that was the main differences. Is this one they tried to learn from their mistakes, right? Because obviously they were. It was a lack of security at the last one, lack of provisions, lack of supervision, right? And so it was just an insane free for all. Yeah. Now you have the budding of new metal. You have a different decade of music. You have a different decade of human being and music listened to as a whole. Right. So they're going to prepare for that. A lot of selfish fucks going on. Yeah. In the once, once they fucking can, dude. Even even ninety four. They still had the mud pits. They did it there. Mm-hmm. So then they changed. They well, changed they were the doing, venue. They were they doing. Changed, yeah. They changed the venue, and they thought it would have been smart doing where they did it on that Air Force base. Dude. Right. Did they have mud pits in the original Woodstock too? Uh, I'm well, sure the whole place the, was a fucking it, mud pit. I mean, dude. It was on the same grounds. So. Well, I'm just saying. I don't remember like mud people until like Lollapalooza. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> gotta. People. I mean, dig back, dude. Well, no, it's a thing. It's nine the inch, mud people. Nine Inch Nails in '94. That's where it was at. So I mean, right. you gotta think the mud pits. Then it's a. It was yeah. a memorable show. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think that mud people didn't really, you know, become a, become a thing like an actual, you know, term mud people. That's why until they changed it. That's why they changed it to ninety nine. Beware the mud people. <laughs> yeah. I love that mud. They have like little chants. They all get in there. So, mud people. 
mud people. Mud people, in <laughs> layman's terms, I guess, would be the people that were hardcore. Yeah, drunk mo- idiots throwing mud at each other. No, hard, crazy good hardcore mosh, moshers. Yeah. Wow. Drunk yes. idiots throwing mud at each other. Okay. Okay, so the new one was set, uh, Woodstock 99, I say the new one, uh, Woods, the new IST, new Woodstock 99 was set at a uh, Griffiths Air Force Base in Rome, New York, approximately 100 miles away from the original site. Um, the problem with that is, what, what are, what's the problem with big Air Force bases? I wouldn't say a problem for Air Force personnel, but a problem for pedestrians. Long runways of nothing but hot the asphalt. Tarmac, tarmac so in the we summer. Wanna, we want to start where what time of the year yes. was it? When did they have this festival? Summer. Summer. July? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. P- perfect timing. Okay, so even though <laughs> July, because I grew up in New Jersey, and yeah. even though summer isn't like as hot as it is here in Florida, it's not like, you know. You, you, oh, well, yeah, dude. It's If you did it here in Florida, it would be fucking horrendous. 90 degrees is 90 fucking degrees, man. It's hot wherever it, you're at. Exactly. Well, they still but did. But here Welcome in Florida. On the pavement at, at the they stadium. did. They did. But but the, see, the thing was, in, at Woodstock 99, they were walking across from the campsite. They were walking across the tarmac to the festival. And when they right. got to the festival, there was no water there was no redemption when they got there. Yeah, and there it, was, it was no kind of like, shade. oh, we're we're uh, either all out or you can go stand online over there. <laughs> right, because you also got to think along with those Air Force ba- ba- Air Force Base. We're thinking Air Force Base here. What's not going to be at Air Force Base in abundance? Trees. Trees. No shelter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. No shelter. So there's no shelter. There's no shade, and they're on these hot tarmacs. That's well, step think one. about they have four hundred thousand people. Right. How many th- hundreds of thousands of water bottles do they have? I Who mean, knows? They didn't Millions. have enough. No, they didn't have enough. That was the problem. Well, I mean, you got to think they they had they tried. I guess they tried. Well, see, they definitely tried because they were charging you know four dollars a piece, which is seven six seven dollars today's term, which is kind of what they charge now. They charge four dollars yeah, a piece go, now. If, yeah, if you go to a football stadium, they're charging six dollars a water. That's right, insane. it's insanity, dude. It's 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 highway robbery. Exactly. Um, and so anyway, so that's what you got. That's where the setting is. That's where they're at. And the main difference is, like we talked about, there is two main stage, two main stages, a couple secondary venues, and we've got a couple amenities like we have or obstacles as they will. Be come later and weapons atm machines uh email booths um you have merch tents you have all these different kind of things going on right right okay and so we're gonna start we've walking into the festival which was 150 bucks i think for the weekend which i think is what it was a fucking steal yeah it's the equivalent of like 250 modern i I couldn't even think about paying for for a weekend festival 150 bucks these days i mean especially with that lineup but You got to account the, the back then prices versus today's prices. Right. So it probably would have been about three hundred dollars, but double double mm. the price. And so, uh, you know, kicking things off in the in the very beginning of the festival, who did who did we have? Because it was a, they had a pre show, right? Because they, they had they had a Thursday, yeah. a Friday, yeah. Saturday, and a Sunday. Well, you had Spitfire, you had Mo. We're talking Thursday, the pre show. Yep. Oh okay. no, I'm talking Friday. No, let's talk. Let's talk Thursday. the pre-show Thursday. It was, it was uh, G Love, and then you had. Can you George pull up? Clinton? Can you pull it up? Yeah, that's what we, we, need, to, we need to see. G Love and the special sauce, which is sweet. Yep. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have all the badass '90s bands. Oh, Red Herring. I mean, all you techno people don't. You know, we're gonna know what I'm talking about. Red Herring was popular back then. Was it? Yeah. Uh, String Cheese Incident. Yep. String they cheese. were there. George Clinton. 
Yeah. P Funk All Stars. It looks like George Clinton was kind of headlining that night. Well, yeah, yeah. Between them and G Love, especially adding into the that's weekend. a great that's a great, great way to start it out. Great pre show. I'll take it. Just a dip, a dip your toe in the water type appetizer yeah. to the main show. Oh, yeah. um, and that would have been cool. I think that would have been a really good set to see to open things up. It was it's, kind of a mild set, not nothing too G-Love. heavy. Especially with G-Love. Yeah. I mean, they probably ended the night out with uh, George Clinton. Yeah. But absolutely. Yeah. I don't good think start. a lot of people knew who String Cheese were back then, but... They were kind of, they were kind of just kind of like you know up and coming back back then. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. great. I mean now nowadays on the festival circuits everybody knows who they are. They're doing three nights, you know, in a row. Bluegrass, right. a little odd in my opinion. A little odd for what they were trying to achieve and all right. that. Well, you know. it was a Thursday night. You know, they so, didn't, you know, I would have to say that was an oddball. Great it was. Band, it was. They probably because awesome you had a lot of people. Badass. You got to think mo- the majority of people coming to the show are traveling to the show too. So this was probably. A very, in the sense of a four hundred thousand person attendance record for this festival, they probably had a very low attendance rate for that pre-show night. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe I, I half. Can't I can't disagree with you. Yeah, I'm maybe sure half, maybe a little bit less. Who knows? Yeah, but it's a good. It was a good, uh, a good dip your toe in the water kind of come into the festival. Yeah. Um, so that went well. That day went well, uh, and even Friday went well. Right. Friday. Friday. We started picking up the pace a little bit with the lineup. We had what. Uh, Lit, that was a really big band from the 90s and early 2000s. Right. Mo, 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 James Buck, Brown, Buck Cherry, Buck the Ch- Roots, Buck Cherry. That was a ICP? surprising one for me. ICP, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I've seen it a few times. I was at a show, a couple shows. In the other I didn't know Buck Cherry was from back then in the 90s. Absolutely, I thought they were like a mid to late 2000s band. Not well, George Clinton was was on Friday night as well. Yeah. So I mean, what a cool, absolutely touche. I didn't know that. What what a cool lineup. I think to have these guys and James Brown, right? And you also had DMX, Cheryl Crow, live on Friday. Yeah, a lot of them played double sets. Jameer Guai. Yeah, a lot of them played double sets. At least from what I read about the lineups, a lot of them played double sets. One of my favorites. The Offspring. So Corn was Friday night. Yeah, and so was Bush. Yeah, that would have been fucking cool. I won't disagree. Now, yeah. Now let's let's go into a little, was bit, my little first bit of the dark ever. side. Was it? So nope. I didn't get to see them till later on. I know uh, Saturday night was when the dark side of the, of the festival started, but people were seeing during that corn set. Oh yeah. Um, there was there was gang raping going. Gang on. raping. Right. Could you imagine that? Being people, at a, a music so, show. Like, so you're a girl and you're floating above the crowd in a mosh pit. And then all of a sudden, like three or four or five or, or, or however many guys drag you down into the pit and then start fucking sodomizing That's awful, you and, dude. And, and gang. It's horrible. That's awful. Could you ima- I, mean, I couldn't even imagine that. And I remember watching Corn's uh, set from back then. It's on YouTube. I was a member. And Jonathan Davis stopped multiple times to say, hey, you motherfuckers need to cut that shit out. Because you know Jonathan Davis. He is not about that shit. Right. He does not put up with it. Of course not. No, he no, was. Nobody would put up with that. No, I mean, but he's not going to turn a blind eye and just focus on the music because you know there's a lot of prima donna bands out there that would just you know they'll see it but they'll kind of I mean, play I through it. I would have been in trouble if somebody touched my girl like that. Right, it would have been. Over. But can you see, physically listen, imagine that? Your girl is way back, right? She gets floated, she gets pushed to the front. You're nowhere near that. You know, you, you know, Touché. you're not going to talk to her for another hour or so. You know, if. So I mean, and they didn't have it's cell horrible phones. What, what, they, what they did to those those, those women? Yeah, I would have be- I would have beeped her, send her a page, send her a page, or a beep. Okay, yeah, you wouldn't. It wouldn't have got to her, man. 
Yeah. That's crazy. Was, yeah, just a significant amount of just physical and sexual abuse. That was step one. Because Friday, by the end of Friday, this is, you know, because people usually start trying to slow down a little bit after they've had a dose of a hangover or two. And they may have a, a little bit of a wisp from one from That's Thursday. That's why a lot of people had, didn't go Thursday. Because I, I know when I go to four-day festivals, I never usually go on Thursday. And if I do, I'm not going to go hard on Thursday night. I'm going to wait till Friday to go right. super hard. So, so this day, they're in their prime. They're they, in their most aggressive, then they're in their most riled right, up. Right. Right? Because Saturday. Because Every, everybody was there Friday night for corn. Right. You know, well, you know, the offspring and then corn. So, I mean, by, by the time corn came out on stage, people were fucking lost. Ripped, lost ripped out, out of their, their minds. minds. Yeah. yeah. And it's something cool, too. I know I keep going back to it. If you go check out Corn's live set, um, from Woodstock 99, this is when falling away from me was, this was, this was their, Hey, we're going to play you something off our new fucking album. And it was, you know, f- that was the, the falling away from me <laughs> and it's completely different than the one that they, the track they put out on the CD. So if you want to hear a different rendition of a couple of their songs, go ahead. And you want to go see a bunch of titties. Cause there was a bunch of boobs out and stuff like that on the, on that's, the video too. I mean, so. that's when they were yeah, the really too. at their prime, man. The chemical mean, brothers. They were like, burr, 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 yeah. Hello, look at me. Yeah. I would have loved to see this uh, set list. I mean, basically first, second album, they just came out with uh follow the leader. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And that's what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. It's ridiculous in the set list encore. My gift to you by Slayer. That yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. I would love to see that. Are we even allowed to say the last name, the the last song? No, probably shouldn't. (laughs) But see, they they have a, they have a, Corn has a bunch of, they they like to play on that. Rhymes with maggot. Yeah. (laughs) All the Corn fans. That's all we're going to say about that. Yeah. Corn's always been an intriguing band to me because they've always, uh, they've always kind of played that, that nuance of the, um, the kids from high school that, that got picked on, that never got paid attention to, the misunderstood goth kids. Fair enough. You I know mean, what I mean? What intrigued me with them was them playing what a six string guitar, six string bass. Yeah, I mean yeah. They, their their sound was just so. Low. I think it was a seven string guitar and seven so string bass. Low, and you just, I never heard anything like it. Yeah, yeah. you know it, that was the beauty about Corn. Perfect, perfect. They were band playing to play in drop B, drop C. Yeah, yep. awesome. Yep, and this is uh, this is before Head left and went on his that was abs- Jesus trip, absolutely. you know, and so it was killer. I actually met them. Um, during their Twisted Transistor tour, not my favorite album, but during their Twisted Transistor tour, and I got them to sign some shit for me. And then they were really down-to-earth guys, and so I would have really have liked to have been there. Um, but anyway, so at this time, the shit's at the the starting to the shit storm is starting to swell. Yeah, well, after festival. corn, it was kind of like corn. it was kind of like cool. Everybody was having a great time, peace, love, and granola again. Yeah, just like '69 until yeah. after corn set, and it was kind of like you know. Hmm. Something, yeah. Something happened during corn where we're just kind of like, you know, we're well, not pissed off yet. Right. But we're kind of like we're, we're muddled. We're, we're, we're getting, you know, right. We're kind of stirred up right now. Yeah. Well, they were the heaviest thing there. They were the well, new metal yeah. bringing. Right. Um, because you had a lot of the, the pop punk bands there, you know. So are we going to go into Saturday morning now? Uh, might as well. We should. Let's so jump Saturday into morning, Saturday morning. Everybody wakes up. Everybody's kind of in a good mood. We're all going to kind of like toke out. And, I don't and, think I'd and, be in a good and, mood. And we're going to be toking out. We're going to have a good time. And then they get to the, 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 to, the, to the food stands and the water stands. And guess yeah. what? We're either charging a shit ton of money or we don't have any. Right. Well, I don't know about you with festivals because along the same lines of uh, going your hardest on the first day that you're there, that's also when you're in that state of mind, right? You're drunk. 
money doesn't kind of has a way of falling to the wayside. You don't really give a shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, I yeah. at least with me, I'm like, fucking $30 burrito. Give me f- four of them. Fucking yeah. duh. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Then you wake up the next morning. You're like, what did I spend last I night? I spent $80 on nachos. What the fuck? Nobody's you're remembering. You're what you're getting into. Listen, fuck it. Nobody's got smartphones. You're right. Okay? So no one's looking at their bank accounts. Good old days. They're right. thinking like, what did I spend last night? Eh, who cares? Right. I'll, and so I'll back then, 10 bucks for a burrito, $12 for pizza, and $4 for water like we talked about. That's insane. a lot of money. That's Ridiculous. Insane. That's a lot of money, man. And so by this time- A lot of people are bringing their own shit. And trying. Bar- and barbecuing their own shit. But trying. I think the majority of people probably were like, oh shit, I didn't bring enough money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. And so now these people are waking up Saturday morning. They're kind of going, wow, huh? We've got two more days of this shit, and I don't have a whole lot of money to eat, and I don't have a whole lot of money to drink water. And so they're getting hammered. Mm-hmm. It's 90 something degrees outside. And fucking Bruce Hornsby comes on stage. Yeah. For God's sake. Yeah. Fucking Moby, <laughs> man. <laughs> No. The Los Lobos come on stage. Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is when shit starts to pick up a little bit. Um, and so Alanis Morissette comes on and starts to kind of chill stuff out a little bit. <laughs> and immediately following, uh, here comes Fred Durst and his merry band of fucking no, biscuits. No, 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 no. When does Fred Durst come on? Let me, I'm looking at my set list here. When is... Oh, shit. So the 805 to 905 is Fred Durst. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then, okay, so the Chemical Brothers is after Fred Durst. So, okay. yeah, so Limp Bizkit is on stage doing what, what they do. So well, we, have a couple bands, we have a couple bands that were, you know, mid-afternoon, kind of ever clear. They were big back in those days. Yeah. Okay, we had Collective, collective Soul, you know. They, they, those guys were okay. fucking killer back in those days, you yeah. know. But the day as a whole, if I'm, I'm looking over the Saturday list, you know, we have Sugar Ray, we have Live, we have Jamiroquai, you know, we have Cheryl Crow, you know. What, uh, oh, wait, this is, no, this is Friday. Brownies and lim- I'm sorry. Uh, Lemonade. Oh, we <laughs> have count, the Counting Crows, we got Dave Matthews Ugh. Band. Okay, so we have cool bands. Shut the fuck up. Cool bands We are have playing. cool bands playing. And then you have Alanis Morissette. Everybody's just like, you know what? I'm getting fucking wasted because she's a stupid asshole. She is not. Yeah, but that's how I would think. I'm going to get wasted before Limp Bizkit comes out and tear shit up because it's 1999 and Limp Bizkit is number one on the top in the Billboard charts right now. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think they had a, a really big pickup because, you know, you had Kid Rock there, too. Mm-hmm. He was there on Saturday. And like you was said, he? Everclear. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He played early. Yeah. It was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody's yeah. still sleeping. And Ice Cube, he played. Um, and so, I mean, people were, were by the time Alanis got on there, they were, they were riled up a good bit. And, they, and this, this stigma of, fuck, how am I going to eat? And how am I going to drink is starting to fuel shit up a little bit. And so they actually planned it this way. They planned Alanis to come on to kind of chill things out a little bit. And personally, I would have loved to have seen her so, back then. But we're leaving, I won't disagree. We're yeah. leaving out the not fact. Not too long after she came out with Jagged Little Pill, what, 96? Yeah. 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 It was three so, years. I mean, not bad. No, not, bad. not at all. You know? Yeah. So all the, all the, you know, all the lesbos and all the women out there filled with her. And then, but that's not what I'm trying to get to. I'm just saying as a point, that's kind of like, you know, all there, right there, mm-hmm. before the Rage and the Metallica and the fucking, you know, Limbiscuit goes on stage. So earlier in the day on Saturday, mm-hmm. there was a water fountain line that was from here to Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. And so people decided to take whatever they can find and start 
fucking breaking the pipes and the pipes broke and started leaking all over the place and that's where the mud pits actually came from so okay it leads they, back to limp biscuit doing break stuff it does right? but okay so then flash forward to limp biscuits you know start of, of their of their thing okay so that we have these 10 foot gates all around the perimeter of the property with sandbags and you have plywood shoved up against these gates they're taking these pieces of plywood full pieces of plywood and they're putting them in the mosh pits and then they're rising them up so people actually have platforms to fucking jump off of right so there's like probably i don't know like 15 20 different pieces of fucking plywood that they're using as platforms at this time to, to to get up onto stages you know you know climb stage you know uh you know towers and stuff and then they're using those same platforms to to fucking jump off and hit people in the fucking with an elbow in their in their eye you know i mean it's just insanity so now you know i think that they learned from woodstock 99 that we can't use plywood anywhere on the inside of, the, of any festival well, i'm sure after that i'm sure a lot of different things came from here a lot of different lessons learned came from this festival right um along those same lines with the water fountain stuff because they were a lot of people were leaving and going trying to go out in town to eat and you got to think this is in rome new york this is a very this is not a big place yeah it's not like miami or... you know the supermarkets were selling out they had lines wrapped around buildings at 7-elevens they were selling out of everything and so they along what you were saying with the people breaking the water pipes, they were they were doing this out in town too. They were finding water fountains at like schools and shit, and they were breaking the water pipes there just to drink. So this almost what were they using though to break those water pipes? Anything they could. But seriously, you have to turn that bitch like. If you're thirsty, 18, if I'm thirsty enough, I'll throw my body it, at a right? water pipe. You're gonna figure out whatever you gotta do to get what you gotta get. I don't right? think of spending ten dollars for a bottle of water. You know, 20 years ago. I, I'm just saying, like, what were they using to, to, to take, you know, sealed pipes know, and break busting it. them? Kick it? Something. No, you there's know. no way. They, they would have to have some kind of, some kind of help. Apparatus? Something, no. Hmm. Some, something. So, like we said, uh, Limp Biscuit, and it, interestingly enough, uh, in the documentary, if you ever get a chance to see it, they actually talk about everybody blaming Limp, everybody still blames Limp Biscuit for all this shit happening. Because this was the start. When Limbiscuit came on, this was the beginning of the crazy shit. The water fountain stuff, that's fine. Uh, there wasn't enough bathrooms, so there was piss flowing into the streets. Uh, you know, everybody's freaking out, but nobody, everybody's losing their shit. But it's not on like a hundreds of thousands of dollars scale yet. When Limp Biscuit came on, because like Mark said, they were surfing on these things of plywood, these big sheets of plywood that they're pulling off the venue, stages, lighting poles. They were climbing lighting towers. They were surfing on these things, and he egged them on. He liked it. He was like, dude, that fucking surfing shit, and he got out there with them yeah. on the plywood, yeah. was surfing with them. Fred Durst, uh, I, the proverbial him, uh, was out there surfing with these guys, and that's when shit really broke, when they were like, oh, fucking Fred Durst is out here doing this, you know, doing this shit with us, too. So that's when they started really fucking shit up, pulling lights Riot. down, it pulling towers. Riot. Oh, it was riots. And it was during this same period where I read this um, article about one of the MTV reporters that were in the crowd during Limp Biscuit. It was about the same time where they had these earpieces in and all of the reporters got pulled out. They said, please, everybody who's, who's involved with MTV, please leave the immediate area, come back to the red uh, oh, yeah. or the green, uh, the green room yeah. right now. 
So they all like you know had no idea what was actually going on because they were just doing their MTV deal. Like, oh, what do you think? What do you think? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So they were they were like, what okay. was that? Carson? I think Carson Daly well, was out there. Whoever was there. Yeah, was he? I mean, you got to think, man. They were all over the place. This was right in the prime, the prime time. of it. Of yeah. this kind of music playing. Yeah. And any the, music media the, coverage, the, MTV was there. Yeah, absolutely. The roots yeah. were starting for this song, Break Stuff, for Limp Biscuit. Yeah. And like I said, Limp Biscuit was in their prime. Literally, first album, $3 Bill, y'all, just came out with. Uh, what, was that? what was the album after that? Uh, oh, I don't know, man. I'm not a biscuit oh, fan. Chocolate Starfish. Oh, and the hot dog flavor of water. water. Uh, yeah, That's right. Exactly. It's the chocolate starfish. It, and in hot my opinion, that was their decline because they, they sounded nothing like their first album. Yeah. But, I mean, they were huge back then. So, I mean, I get right. it. It was, it was what's up. Then, what, what, I mean, who was coming on after that? I mean, you, you still had other great Oh, you bands. still had Rage, Metallica? Right. Fucking two of the biggest bands in the world. And so everybody's riled up at this point. There's ATM machines getting broken. And, and you know what's funny, too, I think about Limp Bizkit? I don't really like them. Not my forte. I don't not like them. They're just back not in 99, my, everybody liked everybody them. Everybody liked them. You know, Jinkos and all that shit. Everybody was listening to Limp Bizkit. I did. I did. They, yeah. they were never really my forte. I, I listened to that song Rollin' when they wrote it because I used to watch wrestling a lot. The yeah, Undertaker's uh, theme song, and they were from yeah. Jacksonville, man. They were, they were from, from Jacksonville, here. right? But I mean, I wasn't. I was living in South Florida at the time. But another key thing about the Limp Bizkit uh, set is that kind of the same thing happened with Corn with with the with the uh, with the with the gang raping, but it was even worse during Limp Bizkit. Oh yeah, there was multiple gang rapes going on. Well, there was injuries too. People were starting to get hurt. It was starting to get dangerous at this festival. Right. At the, this point. But I want to kind of like say like the, seriously, I've never heard of a festival in my life no. except for this one that gang rape was going on. I mean, are you serious? Yeah. Are you fucking serious right now? Yeah. And that's that's the tough part of it, but you know, with Limp Biscuit and like you guys were saying how how huge they were at the time and I think I think they were so big because they were not quite new metal, but you know, they weren't getting accepted you know what by they anybody. Were? They were rap metal. Rap metal, and that's and that was a, one of the first because I think they came before even before Lincoln Park. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I mean, they were the first of their kind, like yeah. you know, like keep rolling, rolling. You know, but you yeah. never, yeah, right? You never really heard <laughs> that a little bit from Insane Clown Posse, but nobody fucking likes them anyway. Just right. kidding. Sorry if you whatever you guys are called jug juggalettes or juggalos. Juggalos. Yeah, so, that. Sorry for that. And then they, they go throw in juggalo. Yeah. And then they, and so Limp Bizkit was kind of in a realm of their own at the time. Cause you had seen some, some rock guys work with rap artists, like with Anthrax when they did bring the noise with public enemy. Right. But you didn't have any like it metal rock. Right. It or wasn't, a rap metal it wasn't rap. a 50, 50 in band in house. Yeah. Type deal. Right, right. And so, anyway, this is when the festival started shaking the fucking doors down. This is when promoters started getting concerned. This is when right, shit started getting right. thrown around, broken. This is when people started getting injured. And this is when, the, the essentially, the whole mood changed in the place, the, the security and people were losing control. I mean, don't get us wrong. There is thousands and thousands of people that went to this festival that didn't experience any of this stuff. They didn't even see any of this stuff going on. Right. I mean, they were kind of just like, oh, what were they talking about? Because my whole experience with this festival was great. You know, so, but apparently in the band, you know, there was all this other stuff going on, all this craziness, but, all this 
physical altercations and yeah stuff, you know, and but raping. like like drew said with the rest of the set list for the evening you got rage against the machine and fucking metallica, metallica how did the was, shit yeah. hit shithole hit the fan with limp biscuit yeah, because yeah, dave matt go ahead go ahead no okay yeah, dave because matt. go ahead go ahead no go ahead you also had dave matthews playing as well that was playing I, I, it was a great show. Yes, understandably so that Limbiscuit when it started happening. But there were other bands that were playing great set lists, great music, but it did. It, it was started out like a riot. It basically ensued a riot with a bunch of other Well, Frender said, okay, everybody, grab that shit and fucking start fucking each other up. We're going to go break stuff tonight. You know, then that's when they started like, move, we'll keep break stuff tonight, you know. And so everybody's just fucking the anger songs and the anger and all those fucking frat boys came out of the fucking woodwork and like, yeah, we're going to fuck shit up now. And so they, and then at the end, he said something like, okay, guys, everybody just chill out, man. We're, we're going to be all cool now. And it's nobody, every, and everybody's like, no, man, we ain't, we ain't cool now. We're all amped up and drunk and wasted off our asses. Okay, we'll see you later. Look, because Metallica's coming out and wages his machine. Have a good time. Me. Yeah. So, I mean. That's how it ended up. That's how it ended up. He was egging on the crowd well, yeah. to, to, to go ahead. Well, and- I understand the dynamics of how it happened, but I'm just saying, like, of, of any band to lose your shit to, it's The Biscuit. I mean... But don't you forget. Yeah, I can't. In 1999, right? man, they were on top of yeah, the you're fucking right. world. You're right. You're they, right. They, they were then, like... I can't even say... What's a band these days that's the top of the world right now? Slipknot. Oh, I don't know. They, they, were, they were Slipknot level back Hosier. then. They were... <laughs> listen. Don't get me started. I know Slipknot level was Slipknot back then, too, but... Oh, yeah. But they were they were the Slipknot status. I mean, then yeah. Rage, then Rage comes on. Yeah, Burns they, the American they, they haven't even come out with Battle of Los Angeles. So they're playing right. their cell title. They're playing Evil Empire. Which is awesome. I mean, straight up. I, I awesome. Mean, and then that happens. So it, that's going to end soon. I would be all over that. They're, well, they're <laughs> fucking... They were actually calmer during Rage than they were during the Biscuit. I would lo- I would be calmer watching Rage. Yeah. Well, and, honestly, because you don't have a lead here going, everybody grab something and fucking kill each other. You know yeah. I mean? All right. I guess. But I don't know, man, though. Once again, you know, Zach ain't doing that, dude. Zach is just chill, man. He's like, let's burn the American flag and just fucking watch it burn. You know, he ain't trying to fucking do a riot. It is. I it, mean, it's funny in their own extreme way. I feel like Rage Against the Machine was the closest thing to one of those governmental war protest bands that Woodstock 69 had. I think Rage was probably the closest thing that they had, just oh, on yeah. a more extreme level. Oh, yeah. well, you know, obviously, I mean, but who, like, who was who was uh, president back then in '99? Uh, was right? it Clinton? Clinton to Bush? Yeah, yeah, one of the I two. Mean, yeah. One of the two. Uh, I mean, Clinton I, or Bush? I'd, I'd yeah. say what it was, President Bush. I mean, yeah, I think it was Bush actually. I mean, we're too far off. From no, no, two, it was Clinton. You weren't too far off of. Uh, September 11th at that time, so 99, definitely before. No, it wasn't Clinton. I mean, I'm not saying that. One of them. I'm going to have to say, yeah. I mean, everybody was all over it. It was, you know, presidential July. Everybody was all about it. Rage was just about to come out with their their new album. And it was a great set list. And then then you had Metallica come on to end the... The show, which for, was fucking great. Oh, dude, they, they played. Was they played what? Amazing. They played Sunday night, right? Or was it Saturday? Saturday, 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 Saturday night. Twelve forty-five. I would so it was love Sunday, it was to Saturday see them at twelve forty-five in the morning. Yeah, I would well, love. No, it was eleven fifteen to twelve forty-five. Though. That, I would have loved to have seen that set list. Oh, they played God. so many rare songs that Metallica never plays live, like "Bleeding Me." That's an eight-minute song. 
They never play that song. And this is back in the Jason Newstead era, Absolutely. right? When so they were it was good. when like, they were really kicking good. hard, dude. This was Metallica in their like we're not thrash metal anymore. We're going to move to this new genre, new metal thing. We're going to try this out and they were fucking killing it. They played Master of Puppets, Fuel, King Nothing, Bleeding Me. They were they did their some of their uh, Garage Inc. Uh, covers that they did. Turn the page. Fight fire with fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did they do Die Die Die, die My die, Darling? Die, die, die. Dude, there yeah. you go. Misfits cover, you dude. You love that, right? Motherfucker, dude. I, that was that was probably seek my one. Yeah, Seek and Destroy. That was one of their, their final songs. Yeah, that was the encore song, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you you guys gotta go back and at least watch that performance. If you don't watch oh, any yeah. of them, go watch Rages and go you watch Corns and go watch Metallica's. I bought the fucking double disc for Woodstock '99, and they didn't have Rage or Metallica on that disc. Really? No. It no was, way. Really? Swear to God, dude! I swear! I swear! Who was the band that was on this uh, set list? That or not the set list? I'm sorry, but the the uh, the lineup at that time that just blows my mind that they were on there. I, I'm just like Cheryl Crow. that 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 was one for me out green there there was just somebody on there i was like it was just the time and and they had willie nelson i'd be cool with willie nelson he played on sunday brian sells orchestra yeah I think it was one of their main bands that they had. How about this Sunday? We're gonna let's let's move into Sunday a little bit. How about fucking Creed featuring Robbie Krieger? I have nothing to say about that. How about that? Nope. Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> nope, they don't. They With don't. Robbie Krieger from The Doors. Right. I'm sucking on a chili dog. I can't stand myself. Won't Krieger, you feed cool me? With. Feed me. Yeah. I well. can't let it go. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. But anyway, so that was Saturday. Uh, Saturday was chaos stricken, but also a beautiful set. An amazing Amazing list of bands. Everlast was on there, which I personally liked back I in like, those days. I like Everlast back yeah. in the Whitey Ford Sing oh, the Blues yeah. era. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I think I think Everlast has got such a swaggy style to him. The way he but sings, they had fucking Creed way too late. I guess they were popular back then. I guess. Oh, we got to talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers. We had, can't move on. We got to well, talk about Creed, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They had Creed come on at seven to eight twenty, right before the Chili Peppers. Yeah, like they yeah. must have been like fucking. Like the, the the shit back in '99 <laughs> because they are a piece of shit these days. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the the set list on Sunday. We're we're gonna get to the the famous events. There was a, a Saturday and Sunday both had their famous bands. Can we start off with 11 in the morning? Fucking Al Green, Mister Fucking Al Green, dude. He's a legend. That'd have been cool. 11 a.m., dude. That'd have been cool. A Sunday morning. Yeah. There's no way anybody of any of, or well, maybe you, but any of us are waking up for that. Oh, I'd be I up. Been up. <laughs> I'd been yeah, up. Well, I'd have been up. I would have tried to get up. Um, and then Willie. Willie, yeah, and then another legend, Willie Nelson, follows him right How up. cool would that would have been? Just to kind of like yeah. everybody's kind of waking up. Again. Yeah, and they're just I sitting there. Wait. Listening to George on my mind and while they're eating their fucking twelve dollar nachos that they're pissed about. Cool with right. that. Like right. you, like like we were talking about earlier. Everybody raging. Yeah, I would have been waiting for Sunday to see that. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. But just a lot of unique bands and too. Brian on Seltzer. Yeah. I mean, he was on the DVD and he was kicking ass, dude. He was riding that bass like a fucking horse, dude. Like you know, stand up one of those stand up bases. He was having yeah. on the ground, he was riding that boom 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 boom. Yeah. It was fucking badass. Yeah. And then uh Everlast uh, yeah. after that. And then Elvis Costello. Which was a, was he was an he's an icon. Yeah. Memorial. And then Jewel. Jewel. How weird is that? Super hot, super iconish. I've got a story about <laughs> Let's what about Jewel? Well, Kind of. Well, kinda. let's hear it. I mean, tis the time. 
We'll, we'll get we'll dabble into that later. Okay. I got a story about that. It's kind of cool, but we'll stay with uh, Woodstock. All right. 99 Sunday. Then you have Creed, which is garbage. Creed would, with Robbie Krieger. That's cool. I mean, I don't like Creed, at the time. At the time, it was cool because Robbie Krieger, he's an icon. Mm-hmm. Creed at the time, they were icons. So I mean, yeah. yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. So now let's let's get on to to when the shit the shit ball hit the fan on Sunday. Let's get onto that one with Red Hot Chili Peppers. So there was a, obviously you had your promoters, um, you had your tents, you had your promoters, you had your merch tents, your food tents. So there's this one group of peace promoters there, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Drew, because I might have this story muddled, but uh, called PAX. They were distributing candles uh, during their merch to, you know, burn during a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Yep. Right. Yep. What song were they, were, were they set? Were they supposed to? Because I know what they did burn it to, and what they Fire. were supposed to burn it to were two separate, two separate. things. And I think it was under the bridge. Because yes. it was to honor somebody. It's it's well under under the bridge. Everybody knows what that song is about. Right. But it was. It was supposed to be with that song, but everybody didn't do that, and they waited till the end when they played Fire, which is a cover by Jimi Hendrix. Right. Awesome. Right. I mean. Yeah, it went it went crazy. So yeah, so if you'll remember back up a couple minutes, you'll remember when we talked about during Limp Biscuit, they were pulling off this shit off the you know all this plywood. They were destroying all these things. They were pushing over trailers. They were trashing and looting merch tents. They were destroying ATM machines to try to get food money. So all of this shit that these people were destroying wasn't getting picked up and going into a dumpster. It was getting pushed into giant piles or pyres, if you will. Yep, I like that. And so all of this flammable, I'm talking bottles, old shirts, all the just plywood, broken shit was all in these giant, like almost like if you uncovered a landfill real quick, that's what it looked like, these giant mounds of fucking trash and wood. And so... Uh, when they all had lit their candles, they all started lighting these giant piles of junk, these pyres of fueled chaos in the middle of the crowd. And Anthony Kiedis steps back and he's like, dude, it looks like fucking Armageddon out there. And they start playing Jimi Hendrix's fire and holy shit. They had, they have a bunch of video footage on the documentaries from like, um, bystanders on ridges and on hilltops and stuff looking it literally looks like a battlefield oh yeah at woodstock 99 right now nobody's ever seen red hot chili peppers must go see them seen them a lot they play a great show oh yeah they they play a lot of good things from every album but that particular day in that set list these guys were not stupid they knew what they were doing they played exactly what they wanted to play and they, they did it they closed out and, the festival and, and like, like, ex- like, exactly like, like very good example and having band. them fires it just insinuated it and it made it better for, yeah for worse to good i guess i mean but it, i wish i was out there witnessing that Fire oh my god Monu- monumental event but i mean i would never forget that day especially when the red hot chili peppers were on top of the world at that time oh yeah and yeah. that shit happening i mean all in all with woodstock 99 it was pure anarchy chaos chaos and it makes every f- festival or anything we go to nowadays better yeah it's that's what it is. That's what right. we're talking about. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I wish I had those bands playing at a lot of the festivals that we have to this day. 
Oh my god, and dude! It's, I wish I would have been able to see Red Hot Chili Peppers in their prime because I saw them a couple few years ago when they came here to Jacksonville, and they were good. See, if you see mustache, Anthony. Mustache, Anthony. It's before the mustache was, was when you wanted to see it. Pre-stache. Pre-stache. is when you needed it. I, I didn't get the chance. Sure. I disagree. I didn't get the chance. I'm not saying that they're not great to see, but you know when you wanted to see the raw <coughs> flea and the raw Anthony that's, and the running around with light bulbs or mind clown Fruciani. suits. Yeah, John yeah, exactly. He's back now. He's back. He's back. He just came back. He's John. back. So Okay, so I would think the Red Hot Chili Peppers – it's kind of like, to me, I'm sorry if anybody disagrees, but they're like the, the rolling stones of the American modern age for the past 20 years. I mean, they have so many fucking hits. They have so many, you know, great live performances. I mean, they're, they're, just, they're just like unstoppable. They are. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know. For me, I, like I said, I really wish I would have seen them in a different era because it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth because they played, they didn't play a long set when I saw them. And they had that fucking baby metal band open up for them. And I was sitting there. I thought it was a joke. Because I had never heard of this baby metal shit. I'm sure. Do you know who I'm talking about? Baby metal? I do, yes. Oh, we'll play it after this. And I'll, I'll, you'll be like, what in the fuck? So it was, it's these three little young, um, I, I think they're Japanese girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they do shit like that, like anime shit. And I was sitting there like half cocked, man. And I'm sitting here like watching because they didn't announce who the opener was and then these girls come out and they're doing this shit and doing that yeah 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 bullshit and i'm like what i thought it was a joke i thought guar was going to come out and like chop their heads See, off the or first something, time you know? i've seen out of the multiple times i've seen the Red Hot chili peppers was 92 mm. Palooza. and that i bet was you that was good really good that was the light bulbs that came out with the with the mime clown suits and yeah, the flea came out with naked with him for the bass yeah, I saw him with the light bulbs. The space hog opened up for him. Yeah, I've seen the red hot chili peppers. At I least, like space hog. At least 10, 12 times, dude. Yeah, I've seen really? them like five they're, or six. Oh, yeah, Good for you. That's they're awesome. Great. Dude. They're great. They're they, they this set list that they played at this show. I wish I was there. Yeah, you know. Well, so like he said, and I want to read something that Kurt Loder actually said, and he, he kind of summed it up oh, the yeah. best. It said, it was dangerous to be around. The whole scene was scary. There's just waves of hatred bouncing around this place. It was clear we had to get out of there. It was like a concentration camp. To get in, you were frisked and make sure you didn't weren't bringing in any water or food that would prevent you from buying their outrageously priced booth food, and you wallow around in your own garbage and human waste. There was a palpable mood of anger. Palpable mood. Kurt Loder. So I want all read just a little tidbit as well from one of the um, observers slash um, photographers they said it was supposed to be a celebration of the 30th anniversary of Woodstock 69 it's supposed to be peace love and happiness instead the Rome New York festival earned the infamous distinction of the day the 90s died yeah yeah that's it the day that's, that's that's when the '90s died, man. It was just too much violence and too much yep. carnage going on. Too much anarchy, man. Yeah, so, it was it was cool until then. Yeah, and it just stopped. There was four four alleged instances of rape. Um, one of them, which was the one woman that was pulled down from crowd surfing during corn. There was approximately twelve trailers, a small bus, and a number of booths and portable toilets that were burned. Six people injured, but no deaths. Thank God. Right, but I think it, the 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 cost of all the damages, I believe, were in the millions. Oh, at oh, least God. over a million. Because I mean, if you look at the footage, everything is destroyed. Merch tents, m- merch providers were run out of there, and their entire stock was stolen. 
Mm-hmm. They, it was just absolute like like Vikings hit the shore. I think I think that was um, due to the promoters, the people that were doing yeah. Woodstock '99 that created that mess. Yeah, you know, and, and it sucks. I hope you're catching and understanding what I'm trying to say. It just sucks absolutely I do for that to happen. But I think they bit off more than they could chew. Agreed. Then, which changed the reality for all music festivals. Which absolutely, glad, which should have been before that. There was never any problems for anything. I've been to Lollapalooza, uh, Horde Festival. I mean, there was never any problems like that before. But don't get me wrong; it wasn't like four hundred thousand people. But these people should have known what they were digging into and should have known and taken care of that. Agreed. And, and, and if it wasn't for that festival, things wouldn't be to what they are today. Yeah. Well, and I also think the bottom line too. well, a bottom line of this festival is when you start getting greedy, people start getting pissed, pissed off. You know, and when you have 400,000 people that you're literally destroying them financially, dude, because you got to think, when it's 100 degrees outside, right. and they have no shelter, you're they have right. nowhere to cool off, and you're going to freaking destroy them for a, for a piece of pizza? Those people asked for that. Those people asked for it. Absolutely. That's where I was going with that. They asked for it. They asked for that, and that sucks. That Halfway should, sucks. after Limp Biscuit set, the promoter should have come on and gone, all right, guys, we've cut the price of food and water in half. We uh-huh. have the National Guard coming in, or the, the some sort of contracted grocer company coming in to bring in pallets of water and food, uh, complimentary, something. They should have given the people something, and then they would have taken the anger and the angst and from right. here right down to there. And you're right. That And, and you're right. People do that nowadays. They, they will do, do it they, now. All they cared about was what they wanted, didn't give a shit. Right. It, it was a great festival, great lineup. Great idea. And, 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 right. and it failed. In and of itself, and, and it failed. And it sucked. Right. And it sucked. You're right. It sucked that it did fail just because of the sheer clientele that they had come to this thing. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It had the it had the makings to be one of the best and biggest and most promising festivals to ever hit America. Absolutely. Ironically talking about that too at the end of 99 we're talking about that and we're coming to an end of a decade now. You know, it's just it's cool to talk about and think about. Right. And and we're we're well above and far beyond what that was then. Right. Agreed. So, um, I mean, I just want to add one more thing about sure. the, the end of the festival with the chili sure. peppers. So there was a group of uh, peace promoters led by uh, this anti-gun violence organization called PAX. Uh, we already talked about that while you were taking a urine break, Mark. Did you really? We already talked about PAX the and the candles and the fires and all oh, that. Oh, son of a bitch! We already talked about all that. See, well, you got to keep up with the program, man. Okay. Never mind, then, Never mind, kids. I am apparently a uh, weak bladdered son of a bitch over here. Yeah. So anyway, guys, well, uh, we welcome you back, and we are going to try to stay more consistent with our releasing of our episodes. It's been a little hectic for everybody with Christmas. We will be back either next week or the week after with an awesome topic, topic that we are going to discuss currently. We love you. Thank you for stopping by, and we will see you motherfuckers next week. Happy fucking New Year. Happy New Year, guys.